bless and thank you for Jesus Christ coming to die, to coming to be born and then dying for our sins. We appreciate you, O oh God, and we thank you for your mercies and your grace. Thank you for your love, for indeed, your word says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We thank you for the wonderful gift, the, the greatest gift, the greatest gift that has ever been given in the universe. And that gift is Jesus. We bless you and we thank you for Christmas Day 2,000 years ago. We bless you and worship you. And we thank you for Jesus Christ. Speak your word to us. May none of us live the same. May we get more of Jesus Christ in our lives and in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Merry Christmas to you all. And Merry Christmas to you all watching. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, he came and he left a great mark on the earth. A very, very, very great mark. Hallelujah. He came and did what no one else has ever done. Hallelujah. He is the Lord. He is the King. He is the glorious one. And none can compare to him. How many believe that? Now, I want to just share with us a very important thing. But before then, do, how many know what the word Anno Domini means? There you go. The year of our Lord. Now, what is the year of our Lord? Many people get it wrong here, so careful. The year of our Lord. And what does it mean? The year of our Lord. What, what is the year of our Lord? Anno Domini. Very good. Some, okay, how many say when he came to the world? How many say when he died? No. How many say when he came into the world? How many say when he died? How many, when he came into the world? When he was born. Um, Anno Domini. When he came into the world, raise your hands. When he died, okay, good. When he died, raise your hands. No, when he died, good. When he came into the world, the day, his date of birth. So imagine which person in this world has ever changed the dating system because of his birth. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was born on Christmas Day. Some say it's September the, the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. Some say it's December. But, yeah, we, it's December, most likely. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter when. What matters is that when he was born, the dating system changed. So, B.C. is before Christ. Anno Domini, A.D., is after Christ was born. So, 2023, which we are about to get into by the grace of God, is 2023 years after the birth of Christ. Now, some people reject this whole Christ, Christ thing and say CE, but CE, BC, whatever it is, common error, it is BC. Because you are forced to accept BC 
but you want to just change the name because you don't believe in Christ. So you say the common error, but it is BC, before Christ. AD, Anno Domini. Wow. Now think about it. Who in history has been able to change the dating system? Hallelujah. When we are going into some studies, we'll talk about Herod the Great when he died and the dating system, how it uh, is used to make a few, uh, uh, how do I say it, a few corrections to one or two things. Hallelujah. I mean, I get what I'm saying. But Jesus was born. B.C. means before Christ. A.D. means the year of our Lord. So Jesus Christ came and he came to do a great thing here. He did not only come to live and to die for our sins, but he came to change the whole world. He changed the whole world. Now I want us to read Isaiah chapter 9. Let's start from verse 1 to 6. Isaiah chapter 9, from verse 1 to 6. Nevertheless, the, di the dimness shall not be such a as way in her vexation. When at the first light of affliction, the land, blah, blah, blah. Let's go to verse 2. Oh, sorry, that's why. Isaiah 6. Oh, sorry, Isaiah 9, you're right. The, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They, they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them have the light shined. Verse 3. Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. The joy before thee according to the joy in harvest. And as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broke the yoke of his burden. And the staff of his shoulder. The rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise. Now before we continue, when you read the, 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 the prophets, the major prophets, the minor prophets... They mix things. So they are talking about one thing, and then quickly they start talking about something else. That's how can you have the, the prince of Tyre, Tyre or, and then the king of Tyre. That's where you see Lucifer talking about an earthly king, warning him, and then using Lucifer as an example of what happened to Lucifer in the fall. How many I get what I'm saying? So you see how from verse 5, no, you see how quickly it jumps to verse 6. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments, garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For, so, so, for is explaining all what we read. <clears throat> How many I get what I'm saying? For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, verse 7, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon the kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Oh, glory to God. We can put your hands together for Jesus. Now, verse 6. Now, the government shall be upon his shoulder. And the shoulder is the place of burden or bearing the burden. 
So the government of the universe shall be upon his shoulder. Now we are talking about a certain son. There's going to be a boy, a child, who will be born. But that child is not going to be a female, but going to be a male. So it's explaining, unto us a child is born, but actually the child is a male child, a son. Now this child, he's going to carry the whole universe upon his shoulder. He's going to be so great that the government of the universe will be upon his shoulder. Now go to verse 7. I want to show you something quickly before we get more into it. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. And God is going to establish the throne, his throne, upon the throne of David. So David's throne will last forever. And the zeal of the Lord will perform it. Now Jesus is going to establish it with judgment and with justice. Now I believe that those who suffer or endure with Jesus Christ will be part of his government. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12. We'll use King James and then NES. 2 Timothy 2.12. Those who suffer with Jesus or endure with Jesus or, 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 or serve Jesus, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. We will reign with him in his government. Oh, glory. I said we will reign with him in his government. If we deny him, he will also deny us. But what I want us to see is that if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. Oh, glory to God. NESB. I see you reigning. I see myself reigning. If, you, if we endure, we will also reign with him. I want you to know that Jesus is going to carry the government of the universe upon his shoulder. And those who suffer or endure with him in serving him will also reign with him. Look at what the Bible says. You see, I believe that we will be reigning in galaxies. Maybe one person might have a galaxy. There are billions of galaxies. And we'll be reigning in a galaxy. After we reign on earth a thousand years with Christ, we'll also be reigning in galaxies. We'll have galaxies to... To, to manage. Who glory? Oh, I thought you put your hands together for the You see, the universe is large, huge. They are, you see, our solar system is the Milky Way. No, our galaxy is the Milky Way galaxy. But it's a small, almost like a dwarf galaxy compared to the Andromeda, which is also small. And, are, and, and a light year, I think we've described it. There's no time to go into it now because I want to finish this Christmas day. But a light year. The speed of light, light traveling at the speed of light, the, 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 the distance light travels in a year. Now, there are billions of light years, galaxies that are billions of light years away. So, you can't even count it. So, light years, there's also Parsec or something. There's also another name for light years because the light years, at the point, it becomes billions and billions. You can't even count it. That's how huge the universe is, and it's still expanding. So we will judge. I mean, we, we are going to be judging. We are going to be reigning. I said we will be reigning in galaxies. So the, I, I want to encourage you, the more we, we endure with him, the more we suffer with him, the more we live for him, the more likely we would also reign with him. Look, oh, you can put your hands together for that. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 3. 
Look at what it says. Know ye not that we shall judge angels. Who are we going to judge angels? I don't think we are going to judge angels in the millennium. Because it's between human beings. But we are going to be judging angels. Angels who might have uh, 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 positions in certain galaxies will go there and will judge them for how well they've done. Glory to God. When we see angels now, they are so bright and so big. I mean, can you go, when you go close to even the atmosphere, we can easily melt. But angels stand on the sun and proclaim. And we, when we are glorified bodies, we'll be able to judge them. I thought you would put your hands together properly for Jesus. That's how God has made us. That's why the Bible says that what is man that thou art so mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visited him? Thou hast made him a little lower than Elohim. Of course, Jesus Christ is the one who has made all things so. The angels were created strong, but not in the image of God. You and I were created in the image of God. We lost that image. And then we were created in the image of Adam. And then when we became Christians, we were adopted back into the family of God. And then the Bible says that we should put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So after being a born-again Christian, then we get back to the original state we were in, which is now in the image of God. So every Christian is created in the image of God. That's why if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. So our old nature has been removed, the nature of Adam, or the image of Adam, and now, glory to God, we are now brought back into the original state of being created in the image of God. Hallelujah. So when we die and we, 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 we rise, not even when we die and we rise, as soon as we die, we are present with the Lord. We are going to judge angels. Ooh, glory to God. So, the angels that are moving around, they have to do their work well. Because we are going to be judging them. Look at, look at how sinful we are. We are going to judge angels. <laughs> it's only Jesus that can make us so righteous that we can judge angels. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now, let's go into details or details about what this means. But before then, let's look at Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5 and 6. Then we will go into the words because we need to know. And his name shall be called. Don't you want to know his name? Remember the name. And they are saying that his name shall be called. So before we find out his name, let's read Jeremiah 23, 5 and 6. Then we will know. And his name shall be called. If we are able to understand what the name is called, Glory to God. Yes, come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Behold, the days come, said the Lord, that I will rise, I will raise unto David a righteous branch. Now, God the Father cannot be. We can't, God, did God the Father come from David? So, what we are hearing is about the son. And a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth, like we read in Isaiah 9, 6, 7. Continue, verse 6. Verse 6. 
In his days, glory, Judah shall be saved. This verse, when you meet someone who, uh, those people who don't believe Jesus is God, and they, they believe that they are witnessing for Jehovah, this verse settles them. Especially in their, tell them, read it from your version. You'll be gobsmacked what you hear. Tell them to read it from their version, their, their, their book. And I'll tell you what it says. In his, days shall, uh, in, in his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Tikenu. Glory. Did you get that? He is our righteousness. Now, look at it in American Standard Version. If you don't have it, I'll read it. And I'll read Holman Christian Standard Bible. But look at American Standard Version, ASV, if you have it. If you don't have it, just give me a holler so that I just read it. ASV, American Standard Version. I want you to check something out. American Standard Version. You don't have it. Then look for Holman Christian Standard Bible. But American Standard Version says, In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called Jehovah our righteousness. Because Lord in capital L-O-R-D is Yahweh. Or Jehovah. Jehovah just means Yahweh with a J translation uh, issue. How many are getting me so far? Holman Christian Standard Bible says, In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. This is what he will be named, Yahweh our righteousness. So the child that is born, the son that is given, his name shall be called Yahweh our righteousness. The child. We are only attributing Yahweh to God the Father. But now this verse and verses are saying that God the Son is Yahweh also. Am I preaching to somebody here? Wow. He's God of gods. He's the second person of the Godhead. He existed co-equal with the Father, besides the Father. He has always existed with the Father, besides the Father and the Holy Spirit. And there cannot be God without the Son. There cannot be God without the Father. There cannot be God without the Holy Spirit. Yet it's not three gods. It's one God. That's the mystery of the Trinity. As we are in heaven, we'll still be trying to understand it. Glory to God. Now, Isaiah 9, 6. Let's dive into it and then go home. For to us, a child is born. But that child will be a son. And the government of the universe shall be upon his shoulder. And his name. Glory. And his name. And his name shall be called Pele. The Hebrew word for wonderful is Pele. P-E-L-E. It's not just a footballer, a baby Pele. No, no, no. And his name shall be called Pele. The Hebrews might pronounce it a different way. Pili, Pili, whatever it's Pele, I'll pronounce it that way. And that word Pele means a wonderful, a wonder, a miracle, aston astonishing, wonder extraordinary, hard to be understood, God's dealings with his people, miraculous power. 
And Jesus came to show Pele here when he came. Put your hands together for the Lord. And his name, Jesus, the, the, the Son of God, his name shall be called Wonderful. That word wonderful means a miracle worker. And Jesus came to the world and performed mighty miracles. When you look at the, the splitting of the Red Sea, I mean, you can imagine a huge, I mean, a, the sea of reeds. At least we, I learned that in Bible, uh, Bible knowledge in uh, uh, high school. Sea of reeds. But it's the Red Sea. Sea of reeds, Red Sea, whichever one. But imagine the sea. I mean, even a river. But imagine a sea. Huge. And the enemy is coming. And the man of God is, stretches the rod because God tells him to. And the east wind. I mean, you see it with your eyes. That sea parting. And the, 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 the water, watered ground becomes dry ground. And you look up and you can't even see where it ends, the water. Because it's parted and it's like a, a wall. You can't see the end of it. And they are in wonder and the winds are blowing. And they walk through dry ground. The wonder of God. He's the wonder-working God. The miracle-working God. And they walk through dry ground. Then they see the enemies come and they are afraid. And they say, ah, we thought it was the wonder-working God. Why is it working for us and also working for them? And all oh, the enemy came into the water. And the people of God were afraid until God said, let me show you my wonder. And then it closed and all of them died. We are talking about the wonder of God. And his name shall be called Pele. I thought you put your hands together for the Lord. His name shall be called Wonderful. He's a wonderful God. He's the miracle-working God. And in 2023 and beyond, he's going to show you wonder. He's going to show you and I wonder and miraculous power. He's going to do mighty things in our lives. He's going to astonish us. He's going to cause us to tickle. Sometimes when God is talking in the Bible, he says, look, I'll cause you to wonder and to tickle. It's like, you are it's like, wow, what is this God has done? May you and I tickle because of what God has done in Jesus' name. May you and I be astonished in the name of Jesus Christ from 2023 onwards. Hallelujah to Jesus. And Jesus did it. He walked on water. Oh, I said he walked on water. He demonstrated his power over nature and authority over nature. Number two, for time's sake. His name shall be called, so now know him as the wonder. His name shall be called wonderful. So anytime you are saying in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, the wonderful, wonder, miracle, mighty, wonder-making God. As I say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm saying in the name of Jesus Christ, who is the wonder? Who is wonderful? Who is the miracle worker? Who is the mighty God? We've not even gotten there yet. But who is the wonder? And his name shall be called Wonderful. And another name of him, his name shall be called Counselor. That word Counselor is to advise. It's Yitz. Yitz. I mean, remember that I'm not a Hebrew. <laughs> but it's working. To advise, to counsel, advertise, take advice, advise well, consult, give, 
take counsel, determine, devise, marvel of a counselor. Jesus' name we called counselor. Oh, glory to God. I said glory to God. He's our counselor. I said he's our counselor. I said he's our counselor. Now let me show you an interesting thing. Look at John chapter 16, verse 7. We will use King James, and then we will use the World English Bible. If you don't have the World English Bible, I'll read it for you. But John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I go, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. Now, the World English Bible says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the counselor won't come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. The Holy Spirit is our comforter, our helper, our counselor, our advocate. Let me read it again in the real way. Verse, oh, good, World English Bible, very good. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the paraclete won't come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Jesus said, I will send you another of the same kind. Jesus, there's heteros and alos. Alos is another of the same kind. Jesus said, when I go, I will send you an alos of the same kind. I will send you another of me, God, the Holy Spirit, another of me, of my kind. I don't know if you are hearing what I'm talking about. The word counselor, the, you see, English language sometimes limits. That's why you have the different versions telling you, because the Greek word paraclete means counselor. It means advocate. It means comforter. It means helper. Now, this is being given to the Holy Spirit. That this word is paraclete. The paraclete won't come to you if I don't go away. Did you get that? First John 2, 1. Glory. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Now I'm reading this in the proper way. Or at least in the Greek way. At least one word in Greek. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have a paraclete with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So Jesus Christ is our advocate, he's our comforter, he's our helper, he's our counselor. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. So, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. You're looking for counsel. Jesus Christ always gives counsel. When the apostles were asking, who did sin? I see a blind man born blind. Who did sin that this man was born blind? Was it he or his parents? Jesus said, neither he nor his parents, but that the works of God will be manifest. He gave them counsel. I'm looking for money to pay my taxes. Don't worry, I'll give you counsel. Go. You see a fish. Pick the first one. He always gave them answers. He always counseled them. He always helped them. In the same way, he's going to be counseling us. 
he's going to be helping us. When we need advice and we don't know where to turn, the paraclete will help us. He will guide us. He will comfort us. He will strengthen us. Receive the strengthening of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Wow. Counsel is so important. I said counsel is so important. So we need the counsel of God. Proverbs 11, 4 says, is it 4 or 14? Look at 14. It says, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 11, 4. Is there 14? Good. And in Proverbs 20, 18, every purpose is established by counsel. And with good advice, make war. So you and I, every purpose, every purpose, whatever we want to do, whatever we are endeavoring to do, counsel will give us the victory. Now, Jesus Christ will counsel us through his word, maybe through people, whatever the case may be, we have to seek the counsel from him. What do I mean? I need counsel. I'm perplexed. I don't know what to do. Big mistake, pastor or friend or bank manager or, or lawyer, what should I do? Jesus, counsel me. Then, lawyer, what should I do? Bank manager, what should I do? Pastor, what should I do? Because you need to ask him for the counsel and then he will give the counsel either through his word, through the inner witness, or through somebody. Won't you put your hands together for Jesus? He's our counselor. He's our counselor. He's our paraclete. Number three. Since it's Christmas Day, let's continue. Mighty God. Ooh, glory to God. The mighty God, not a. Some people have rewritten and made mistakes and said a. But they forgot to change as Jeremiah 23, 7. I tell you, they forgot to change it. Do you know what it says in their book? And this is the name whereby he shall be called Jehovah, our righteousness. So one day I had, come, I had gone to my father's place and there were the, the, the guys in the house were at home. When I got in, I realized that some people, Jehovah's Witness, were discussing stuff with him, the, with the guys. And they, I mean, convincing them. But I was very sleepy, so I said, you know, let me put my bags down. Let me come in. Let's talk. As we were talking, at that time, I didn't even know what was there. But I gave them my car from everlasting to everlasting. Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though thou be little among the, thousand, uh, of the, the thousands or whatever, out of thee, so, yes, Micah 5, 2, out of thee shall come, he come forth who shall be ruler in Israel from everlasting to everlasting. So it means he's eternal. <clears throat> he was not the first to be created. He's not Benjo Michael. Because <clears throat> Micah 5 to me is clear. But thou Bethlehem Ephrathah, thou, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. So number one, point one strike. This shows that he is everlasting. From old, from everlasting. That word is perpetuity. I mean, it's like eternal. Never, uh, not existed. There was not a beginning. Then, Jeremiah 23, 
when I gave him that verse, I said, read it from your book. He said, Jehovah. Their book says Jehovah. But they are witnessing for Jehovah. To support Jehovah so that they give. Why should we? We have to defend Jehovah. Jesus is not Jehovah, they say. So we need to defend him. But their book, they forgot to write something else. Because they changed John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. And the word was a God. They changed it. Even though it's not Greek. When you read a Greek. I mean, I've got. Uh, one day when we are doing Bible study. We'll talk about it. Very important. Because that word theos. Theon. There, there are different Greek words. And how to uh, translate it. They made an error. Then they say. The mi- a mighty God. Instead of the mighty God. But they were not able to change Jeremiah. Because Jeremiah actually says Jehovah. When I said it, then they said, you know what? I said, explain it. Explain it. We'll come back. We'll go and talk to our leaders. They never came again. <clears throat> Let's go back to our verse. I just wanted to chip this in. Or throw this in for good measure. Isaiah 9, 6. And his name shall be called Pele, Counselor, the mighty God. Who I said he is the mighty God. That's where you get El Gibor. The, so, so mighty Gibor El God. The mighty God. Yeah. He is the mighty God, El Gibor. Strong, mighty warrior. Mighty warrior, great in battle. That's El Gibor. That's Jesus. Valiant warrior, champion, chief, giant, excel. Strong. That's Jesus. Who? I said, that's Jesus. I said, that's Jesus. So we must know his name. What we are saying, Jesus. We are seeing a miracle worker. We are seeing a paraclete. We are seeing El Gibor, mighty God. If the mighty God died for me, why should I fear? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who, glory to God, who can be against you and I? The mighty God. I said the mighty God. He displayed his mighty creation. We all know John 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So, in the beginning, there was a word. And that word was with God and besides God. And that word was God. So, it means that there are two persons. In the beginning was the word, and that word was with God. So, there are two. But that word was God, is one. Who oh, glory to God. Did you get that? The same was with God in the beginning. All things were made by him and for him, and without him was not made anything that was made. Verse 2. Verse 2, please. In him was life. Now we are in verse 3. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness. And the darkness could not withstand it, comprehended it not. Now go to verse 12. 
Now, we st- so we still don't know who the word is. We just know that there was a word. And that word was with God, and that word was God. And that word was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not withstand it. Verse 12. But as many as received him, so the word is a him. For as many, but as many as received him, to them gave he power or the privilege to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, the name there. Verse 13. Who were born, please, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Glory to God. Verse 14. And the word was made flesh. Then we know that that word became a human being. That God, God became a human being. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and tabernacled among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Our creator became flesh. Mighty God became flesh. Oh, glory to God. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 14 to 19. Colossians. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. That's what confused some people. But we all saw David. We read it, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? That David was the firstborn of all the kings of the earth. And that word firstborn is first in rank. Also, Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. Meaning that the first to be resurrected with a glorified body. So firstborn, please go back to Colossians uh, 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 1, 14. So 15, I think we are in. The, the, the word firstborn is first in rank. So Jesus was the initiator of creation. The Bible says that all things, and we will read it. Let, let it be explained. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For, next verse, for by him. The word firstborn means for by him were all things created. Oh, glory. El Gibor. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth. So the, the, the seen and the unseen, everything, all, who glory to God, El Gibor, all things were created by him. For by him were all things created. Then he explains, that are in heaven. Now that word heaven is not just in heaven where God is, but in the universe. Because when you look and the earth is round, under the earth is heaven, it's still space. Up is still space. Left, right is still space. So there's nothing like under. It's still heaven. Because, but we know God is in the north. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrown, now, this is the order of creation, like the rank. Thrones are the highest rank of creation. Whether they be thrones or dominions, second rank. Now, the third rank is where we are fighting. We are not fighting thrones or dominions. We are fighting the third rank. Who glory. Who, <clears throat> but when you, uh, the, hmm, 
When you read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 to 20 something, we are about the thrones. Glory, 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 glory. So a witch is troubling you and you are crying as a Christian. When you are above their master. Whether they be thrones, or dominions, or principalities, or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him all things consist. Okay. When you go to Ephesians 6.12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. The, the, the rank, third rank. Now, you let me give it to you. Let, yes, principalities and powers. We, we, we have, now, you go to Ephesians chapter 1. Let's just go there to verse 22. Let's start from verse 20. Am I preaching to somebody? So that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, so you know the hope to which he has called you, and the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and the exceeding greatness of his power towards us which believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above, let's go, all principality, and power, and might, and dominion. Did you get that? So we are above dominion. We are above dominion. Who glory to God. And every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he placed all things like that, put all things under his feet, and gave him to the head over all things to the church. NLT says, for the benefit of the church. And we also read that when Christ was being raised from the dead, when we are being, we are also being raised from the deadness of our sins, and God has caused us to sit together in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. So when God was raising Christ and setting him far above our principality, you and I, our spiritual position was also exactly what we are reading in Ephesians 1.17. So as Christ was raising us from the dead, we were also being raised with Christ. And as Christ sat at God's right hand, our spiritual position also went up with him at God's right hand. Because you cannot have the head alone and the body left. If the head is up, the body is up. Can, can, my head cannot de separate, detach. And Christ is the head, we are the body. Ooh, glory to God. Am I preaching to somebody here? Okay, let's continue. Our time is running out. <clears throat> he is so mighty that he was able to also preserve. You know, Jesus... He, he is not just in the Bible. He's also a, 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 a historical figure. <clears throat> he is also a historical figure. There is what we call the historicity of Jesus. When you are trying to study, because some, some, many things are myths, myths. Some of the different religions, there are a lot of myths and folk legend. And, and, and when there is oral tradition, Legend will creep in. There's no time to explain the legend, but I'm sure you get what I mean. Legend. If all of us here, if I, t I say John went home, or if I say I'm going home today, and I'm going to celebrate Christmas, and then tomorrow, God willing, I'll fly to Atlanta, and I'll come back. If I tell him, by the time he gets to the next person, it will change. Legend. And many of them were legend. 
But the Bible, there was no time for legend because it was the eyewitnesses. Ooh, glory. The eyewitnesses who wrote it in their lifetime. But even outside the Bible, we have extra biblical proof of his historicity. I'll just give two examples, but there are a number of them. Number one, Josephus. He wrote the antiquities of the Jews. And in the antiquities of the Jews, and he was not a Christian. He was a Jewish historian. Nothing to do with Christ. <clears throat> and in the antiquities of the Jews, it's a, it's a book I have myself. He says, uh, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, there was a man named Yeshua, if he can be called a man, who performed miracles and blah, blah, blah. He was hung, crucified. He was called Yeshua, Christus. They actually pronounce it. And there was a man called Yeshua Christus, if he can be called a man. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Then we also have tacticus. Or whatever. I always get tacticus or whatever. A Roman uh, 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 historian. And he wrote in the Roman annals in the past that there was a certain man called Yeshua who was an insurrectionist or who was a troublemaker. And because of his trouble, he was hung and crucified by Pontius Pilate, the prefect. And his, his followers were causing problems and mentioning his name that he had risen from the dead. But it was, he, the man was, was uh, how do I say it, was against Jesus. He was, he, he was antagonistic towards Jesus. Am I making sense? But that, the question is not whether he was happy with Jesus or believed in Jesus. The story is that he proves the historicity of Jesus Christ. Because you put your hands together for Jesus. <clears throat> the mighty God also preserved all the writings. All the writings. We serve the mighty God. Many of the things are folk religion. Uh, uh, legend have crept into many of the things. We'll, we'll be going through We'll start doing the apologetics. Uh, uh, school of apologetics. How many will be interested in it? Apologetics, school of the word. Yes, we'll go into those things. We'll take our time. Okay, let's finish. Number four. Everlasting father. Add. <clears throat> Everlasting. Everlasting father. Everlasting father. Jesus is the everlasting father. It doesn't mean he's Father God, but it means that he's co-equal with Father God. I and my Father are one. He's the everlasting Father because he's the Father of salvation. Am I preaching? Who oh, glory to God? <laughs> Satan is the father of lies. He originated lies. God the Father willed and his son performed his will by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why in creation, all three were there. Let us, the Holy Spirit was moving by the surface of the waters. And then there was a, whether it's a recreation or whatever. Hallelujah. That's another thing we'll talk about in apologetics. Because there are different theories. There's the literal day theory of creation which I believe. There is the pictorial day, which, is, just remove it. There's the gap theory. 
Hallelujah to Jesus. But he's the everlasting father. And we read Micah 5.2 to show that he's eternal. Hallelujah. So always see that Jesus is everlasting. And number five, he is the prince of peace. And that word prince of peace, he is the chief of peace. He is the ruler of peace. He is the official of peace. Glory to God. He is the captain of peace. He is the general of peace. He is the keeper of peace. He is the principal of peace. And that word peace is completeness, soundness, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, peace with God, especially in covenant relationship, well, favor. He is the prince of peace. I said he's the prince of peace. He comes to give you and I tranquility. I said he comes to give you and I peace. Jesus is, is the prince. He is the captain of peace. If you are looking for peace, it's Jesus you need it from. Because he is, he is the originator. He is the captain of peace. If you want peace, he, he is Jehovah Shalom. <clears throat> how do you remember, how did we get the name Jehovah Shalom? Jehovah Shalom. I'm not asking a question. No. Jehovah Shalom. Where someone built an altar and named it Jehovah Shalom. Joshua. Of course, we have Joshua and Gideon. They are a bit confusing. But Joshua (coughs) was going for war, getting ready to fight in Jericho. As he was going, he saw someone dressed in army uniform <laughs> with a sword. Then he asked, are you with us or against us? He said, I'm the captain of the Lord of hosts army. Glory to God, the angel of the Lord. Then he said, remove your shoes right now because the place you are standing on is holy ground. Then he said, wow, I saw God and I lived. We also know about Gideon. <clears throat> Gideon was also someone who he burnt, you know, the angel of the Lord appeared, and when he sacrificed, he touched it, and it it was consumed. And he said, wow, I saw the angel of the Lord, and I lived. Now, you realize that, yes, good. Joshua 5.13. And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him, Uh, 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 and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What seeth my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place wherein thou standest is holy ground, is holy. And Joshua did so. (coughs) Continue. Is there more? Next verse. <clears throat> or six. One. And it goes on and on and on. Look for the part where he builds the altar. Which verse? is somewhere close. How many are getting what I'm saying? So that's the Prince of Peace. He's Jehovah Shalom. 
I said, he's Jehovah Shalom. I said, he's the mighty God. <clears throat> now, John 14, 27. Okay, good. Uh, okay, verse eight, uh, 29. Let's go to 29 before we get there. And the king of Ai, blah, 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 blah. Okay, and then verse 30. And Joshua built an altar unto the Lord of God, unto, uh, unto the Lord God of Israel in Mount Ebal. Verse 31. Oh, there's no 31 also. <coughs> Sorry, let me open the verse. Joshua 8. Okay, yeah, so that's in Gideon. But let me read Joshua 8. So stay here in Joshua 6. Anyway, just for time's sake, maybe read the other one later on and you see the altar he built. Yes, in fact, we have it here. But I just wanted to finish. Uh, can you go back and finish it? And then we'll come back to Joshua. Joshua 6.24 is what I'm looking for. But I want to just finish to see what uh, happened with the, the captain of the Lord's uh, opposed army. Where, is that? Where was that? That was uh, good. Uh, then verse 30. Okay. Then Joshua built an altar unto the Lord God of Israel in Mount Ebal. Verse 31. As Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded the children of Israel, as it is written in the book, blah, 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 and it goes on. Okay. So that was it with that. Okay. Now go to, I just wanted to just check something. Okay. Now go to verse, uh, go to the Judges. Judges 6.24. Good. Now we know, I told you the story about Gideon. Now, then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom unto this day. In fact, let's, let's read verse, from verse 20. Wow. The heat was lost. Now it's in abundance. And the angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh and unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of his staff. That was in his hand, and touched the flesh, and the living unleavened cakes. And there arose a fire out of the rock, and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. And when Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. And Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom unto this day. It is yet in, yeah, it goes on. So Jehovah Shalom is Jesus. Now Jesus, the pre-incarnate appearance of Christ were usually when the angel of the Lord appeared. Now angel in the Hebrew just means messenger from God, of God. Angelos or angel of God. In, in, or even Greek, angel of the Lord means the messenger of the Lord. They didn't understand it at that time. But any time the angel of the Lord appeared, he was worshipped. Jesus referred to himself as the angel of the Lord. Before, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. He identified himself as the angel of the Lord at the burning, on the burning bush who, was, who, who, who uh, um, Moses worshipped. Hallelujah. So, He's Jehovah Shalom. How many are getting it so far? Jesus is Jehovah Shalom. Now, as we continue, next verse, 
and then we conclude. John 14, 27. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. My peace give I unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The Prince of Peace is telling you and I today that he's left his peace with us. He has given us his peace. Not like the world gives. The world's peace is not really peace. How can the world give peace when they are not with the Prince of Peace? The originator of peace. The governor of peace. The captain of peace. So Jesus is saying that my peace, I am the Prince of Peace and I'm leaving my peace with you. I'm giving my peace to you. Not like the world gives, I'm giving to you. Therefore, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Ladies and gentlemen, the Prince of Peace, when you know his name as Prince of Peace, when you know the Son of God's name as Prince of Peace, he will calm every storm in your life. I said he will calm every storm in your life because he is not just the mighty God, but he is also the Prince of Peace. And he would calm every storm. He will give us shalom. He will give us comfort. He will give us tranquility. He will give us rest. He will give us peace. He said, my peace I give to you. I'm leaving it with you. I'm leaving it with you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, know that he has left his peace with us. His peace, his tranquility, his shalom, his welfare, his prosperity has been deposited and left with us on earth. And not only has he left it on earth, he's given it to us. There are two things. He has left it for us and he has given it to us. So therefore, let not our hearts be troubled. Neither let our hearts be afraid. Because the mighty God, I said the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace has calmed every storm. He has fought every battle. He's the mighty God. He's El Gabor. Look, I say he's the mighty God who has fought and is fighting and will fight every battle. You do not need to fight the battle. All you and I need to do is to present ourselves before the Lord. I said all you and I need to do is to present ourselves in prayer and in the word and he will fight the battle for us. He is the mighty warrior. Oh, I said he's the mighty warrior. He's awesome in battle. He's valiant in battle. And he's going to fight and succeed and give victory. That's why we are not conquerors. That's why we are more than conquerors. No one here is a conqueror. We are more than conquerors. I said we are more than conquerors because the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the one who is wonderful, he has given us his peace. Hallelujah to Jesus. Shall we stand to our feet and give God praise? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just speak to him and thank him for his wonderful names. His wonderful names. His wonderful names. The mighty God. The mighty God. The all-breasted one. The all-breasted one. The one who is more than enough. The one who is more than enough. Oh, hallelujah. Just speak to him, Lord. I want to thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Son of God, for being wonderful in my life, for being miraculous in my life. 
for your counsel through your word. Through your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you for your peace. Oh, Prince of Peace. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. wonderful counselor El Gibor everlasting father prince of peace we thank you oh God and we worship you we honor you for Jesus we honor you for sending your son Jesus Christ to come to be born on Christmas day to live a holy life so that we will be righteous by faith in him and then to die a horrible death on the cross of Calvary on Golgotha's hill. We bless and worship you. We thank you for the mighty things you will do in our lives. Thank you for the wonderful things you will do in our lives from henceforth. 
We know you have done wonderful things in our lives, but you are going to multiply them. You are, you are going to show us that you are wonderful indeed, that you will do wonderful works. Father God, we thank you for the mighty counsel you'll be giving to us from henceforth. So much counsel that it will cause us to excel in every aspect of our lives. Thank you, O oh God, for being the mighty warrior, the mighty warrior who, who will fight our battles for us. Who will fight for us and all we need to do is to present ourselves in prayer and in a word and you will fight for us. Thank you, everlasting Father God, for giving us our everlasting Father, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the peace that you have given to us. Thank you that you have left your peace with us. You have given your peace to us. And you have assured us that we should not be afraid. We should not worry because you are with us. We bless you, O God, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Whilst we are praying, if you are here or you are watching, and you know in your heart that you are far away from God, you know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you go to heaven, please don't waste the opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ on the Christmas day. If you know that you are far from God, then I want you to repeat after me. Let's all repeat also. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for those who have given their lives to you. Keep, preserve them, and may Christ Jesus be formed in their hearts and their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You may take our seats. It's now time for us to give an offering to the Lord on Christmas Day. I believe this is the last Sunday of the year. So give a good offering to the Lord on Christmas Day. Father God, bless our offering. In Jesus' name, amen. Great and mighty defender, I give up.
first and best. You can also give to the Lord, either with these or you can go online, text to give or PayPal or sell if you have your tithe, your first and best. Father God, bless our tithe and our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. You can sing it again. Great and mighty God, we bless you and we thank you for the opportunity to give to support your work. In Jesus' name, amen. Just before I let you go, if you go online or you go, uh, there's an app. There's a, and we will talk about that another time. Time is fast spent. But we have a church app that you can listen to the messages on YouTube. You can do different things with the app. You can also give. But uh, I want to encourage us, you see different things. You have orphanage. We have feed the poor, remember the poor, different things that you can give to. So I just want to encourage you uh, later on um, to, to give to the orphanage or, or do something special for God on Christmas Day. Hallelujah. So when you go, you'll be able to see it. You can either go, um, even how you give, uh, 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 the, the text to give, you'll be able to see uh, the necessary places. And I think that it will be pleasing to God to give to orphans on Christmas Day. Amen. Shall we rise and share the grace?